0: Welcome back. My name is Brianna, and I am your host for Revealed in Ephesians, the mystery of who I am in Christ, and we are diving into the mystery. Um, I want to congratulate you if you discovered the mystery before I revealed it to you last um, session. Actually, the Holy Spirit revealed it to you, hopefully, before we got there. Um, But today we are on week five, day three, spiritual fathers and mothers. And I think this is such an important lesson as we're looking at what Paul um, has to say here in Ephesians 3 about himself and concerning the mystery of Christ. Um, In verse 7, he says, I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. So let's just think about that. Here's Paul. He was... I've already told you till I'm blue in the face he he was a high up he was a Pharisee this is kind of like in in Israel it would have been like a senator um, their religious uh, politicians were also re- they were religious politicians which is different than ours we ours are pretty like non-religious I don't know but they're not religious leaders it would be like as if the church, um, or the Jewish, the Jewish leaders, if we, we imagine the church in the West, but in, in their culture that they actually had political power. And so he went from being this man who was like lording his power over people to becoming a servant. A servant of the gospel, which the gospel means good news, which we've already learned it's not good news if we don't need it, right? Good news is that news that comes that's like, yes, it's refreshing, it's soothing to my soul. I need a savior God has delivered me from my sin through Jesus Christ. He's established me in His family. This says I became a servant by the gift of God's grace. So Paul went from being this arrogant, um, power-hungry, power-thirsty leader to a man who considered him a servant himself, a servant. And he's explaining his role. This is going to seem a little confusing, but his role as a spiritual leader and and really setting the precedent, because this is how all the apostles looked at themselves, all the leaders in the church. They looked at themselves as servants. Why? Because that's what Jesus did. Jesus, the son of God, eternal. Um, He wasn't created. Yes, his body um, was formed in Mary, but his spirit, the spirit of God was eternal before Time began, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, left his glories and his power to rescue us by taking on human flesh, being born in a barn, laid in a manger. I'm um, living a humble life with a poor carpenter as his father. And walking and experiencing the pains of this earth, um, befriending human beings, seeing how ugly they were to him. Many people loved him, but still knowing that he had to die for the sins of the world. And that is how God leads. God is a leader that is a servant. God is the king that doesn't send us into battle and sits back on his throne and says, oh, have fun, storm in the castle or whatever, you know, like imagine Monty Python accent in there. That's not how God is. God is the one that's leading us into battle, our king. And Jesus even said, I don't consider you servants. He said, I consider you friends. So here is the ironic thing God, who is our king, creator, above all, I mean, he spoke the universe into existence. We're definitely like, Comparatively speaking, like a little speck of dirt on his floor, you know, not worthy to, to, as John the Baptist said, tie Jesus's shoelaces or tie his sandals. They didn't have like they didn't call him shoes. So they tie his sandals, and he became a. He became a servant, and he said, not only am I your servant, but you're my friends. You're my family. I am taking those who were hostile against me. The apostle Paul killed Jesus's followers. These were people that Jesus loved. These were Jesus's best friends. Stephen was stoned, and Paul was sitting there like in approval, like nodding his head, that's right, that's right. But when God called Paul to be an apostle. He put him into a position of power. Now, Paul had power to raise the dead. Paul had power to cast out demons. Paul had power to heal the sick. I mean, Paul had the power we read in Acts 19, where he would perform extraordinary miracles. He could lay his hands on a handkerchief, pray over it. They would take the handkerchief across town, lay it on a sick kid. The kid who happened to be sick, it says in the scriptures, because he was demonically possessed, is delivered. Doing this cloth is brought to him. He's set free and healed. That is crazy power. But guess what? Paul doesn't look at it like, I am the apostle and you are the low little peons that I will step on if you don't obey me. But he probably didn't have a British accent because I don't think that there was even the English language back then. But anyways, I digress. So Paul says, I'm a servant. I am here as a servant and prisoner of the Lord. That is my position because why? Because I simply am saved by the grace of God. So yes, God's given me power. Yes, God's given me authority because it says he's an apostle. An apostle, he has a huge responsibility before God to bring the word of God and the truth of the gospel to people, but he's not power hungry. He is, I want God's power working mightily in me as I am literally on my hands and knees cleaning up the dirt people track in. You know what I'm saying? That is what he is doing. And he's saying, although—and then it says he's doing this through the working of God's power. How is this apostle serving like this through the working of God's power? Because it makes sense. If God is a servant leader— And use this as power to serve. When someone is serving God and they're a true leader, they are going to have the power of God in them to serve in a way that blows people's minds. And so he says, although I am less than the least of all of the Lord's people. So here is someone who is perhaps one of the most powerful men in the early church. What does he say about himself? Not, I'm the best. You better follow me and do what I say. He says, I am less than the least of all the Lord's people. This grace was given to me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ. So Paul values Jesus so much and says, there are boundless riches. Is he talking about dollar bills? No. Even though, yes, God blesses you financially, he is talking about Boundless riches for something that money cannot buy. Spiritual, emotional, mental peace, money cannot buy that. And to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. I ask you, therefore, don't be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, which are your glory. So Paul's like, I am suffering. For God, he was shipwrecked, he was beaten and left for dead, he spent a day and the night in the deep, he was attacked by wild animals, he was stoned, he was ridiculed, he was outcast, he, he lived completely destitute life for the Lord because he understood the value of eternity and the importance of living for God and teaching people about the power of Jesus Christ to rescue and save, he considered this more valuable than the highest position of authority in a nation. He was right to the top of the top, and he rejected it the same way Jesus rejected his power and authority. So this is what a spiritual father or mother should look like. Who is a spiritual father or mother in your life? Who has impacted you with the gospel? Who has laid down their life for you and sacrificed for you? Do you know anyone? Who of you, who are you sacrificing for? Are you taking on the nature of a servant? Are you asking God to fill you with his Holy Spirit and power so that you can serve? Are you pouring yourself out? If you're not pouring yourself out, then God can't fill you back up. If you're full of yourself and you're lording it over people, that's not servant scriptural leadership. Pour yourself out, humble yourself before the Lord, and let the Lord fill you up and let the Lord empower you. God bless you. Enjoy your study today.